Yo, 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 welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit the like button as well as the subscribe button. What's good, Danny? How have you been? I'm good, dude. Thank God. Um, living in South Florida, it's hurricane season. Currently dealing with Hurricane Ivan, I want to say his motherfucker's name is. Uh, I could be wrong, but um, yeah, dude, it's pretty scary, actually. Like, south of me and north of me, people got hit by tornadoes. Like, Shit. yeah, dude, like my boy lives in an apartment complex that's like 40 minutes north and dude, three cars on top of each other from the wind, uh, fucking tree fell through the building. And then uh, a couple planes, like smaller planes at a smaller airport in Hollywood, which is 40 minutes south of me. Dude, completely spinned over, like, on the, the crazy shit. So, like, shit. yeah, bro, we dodged, I mean, knock on wood, this shit's, like, still technically around for the next, like, seven or eight hours. But, yeah, man, so thank God, you know, you guys are hearing this pod. Like, you know, shit could be much worse. So, very grateful. Uh, I do have another leak in my roof, though, bro, so that's Damn. annoying. Yeah, that's fucking annoying, dude. So, gonna have to get the roofer back out here. Hopefully, I can, like get him to get me a discount because i'm like bro you missed that spot last time like that's kind of on you kind of a thing but again shit could be much worse uh so yeah man life is good right now heading to dallas this weekend to chill with the fiance's family so that should be uh really fun man but how, how about nice. you bro how are how are things in the bay looking yeah before we get to me just real quick question on the the hurricane stuff i mean you yeah. lived in florida for the longest time now what is and this happens every year correct like the hurricanes it's hurricane season every year. So like okay. from, I, I would say mid-July through the end of October, everyone's on alert and you're aware of like, yo, what's happening, you know, the Caribbeans, because, you know, if it starts yeah. getting bad around there, you're like, all right, we got five or seven days to figure this out. Mm -hmm. So, but the, as far as like, I've only been through in my 17 years, is it 17 years, 2007, 15 years. Um, I've, so this is my second hurricane. The other one was Hurricane Irma, which was five years ago. And I didn't stay, bro. I left, I packed up, like I, I tied down all my like outdoor furniture in my apartment complex and I just dipped to South Carolina. So Shit. I never like, I've never hunkered down and just like dealt with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, is it like relatively safe if you're not near the coast or is it like every year? people just have to be on alert like where it is and where the the yeah, dude, eye as, of the storm is and shit yeah you just have to be aware bro because i'm nowhere near like i mean i'm near a beach that's in like it's 40 minutes away 30 minutes away but i'm not like right on it you know i mean i'm pretty inland yeah. and i'm still technically in the flood zone um because i have to pay for that shit every month for my uh hoa or whatever but um yeah bro if you're in south florida like you're always on alert throughout the year like just oh sorry throughout that part of the year like mm. again if, if you start if you start seeing like shit about jamaica and puerto rico start getting hit and cuba because apparently cuba is getting destroyed like it's coming this way and then that you just have to you know you know put your shutters up um and just honestly pray for the best dude so we got we got very lucky bro because honestly we had a great weekend and we were like fucking oblivious to everything and then on monday like the news is wild and you're like bro i haven't even put the shutters up so honestly, like if it was, if it became bad today, we were just like gonna deal with it because it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. Well, hopefully you stay safe and there's Thank no you, other damage to your to your house. Yeah, um, well, I think we'll be fine, dude. Again, it's just like a more like a, oh man, that sucks. As opposed to like, wow, bro, I have a hole in my roof. You know what I mean? Right. So like, it's <laughs> like, 
again, like we were talking offline, these are very luxurious problems to have. Like, I'm grateful to be a homeowner and it's like an investment overall into the property. So like, it is what it is. Just like shitty timing, you know? For sure. Um, I mean, for me, I'd say that the biggest change for me the past week or so is I've been abstaining from uh, TikTok and Instagram for a bit. Dude, I'm um, telling you, bro, like, I miss you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm so curious to see all the, the memes and messages. I'm going to need to block out, like, I don't know, six hours or some shit this weekend and just go through all of it. But I don't know. I just found myself, like, just in that endless scroll cycle, not really yeah. doing a whole lot, not working out. Um, like I mentioned before, I'm trying to, like, be more productive in other ways right now i'm sure. still trying to learn spanish hopefully jerry duty doesn't fuck that up because i have my first like a uh, skype lesson on friday so yeah good for you bro that's pretty dope at this age to do like one-on-one -on -one lessons that's pretty fire yeah yeah um i'm trying to remember where i got the idea i don't know i think in general if if you're learning a language i just found that if you do the textbook method you could become a pro at like writing shit reading shit but like you'll end up talking to someone, you'll ask yeah. someone where the toilet is and like be nervous and fucking stutter and shit. So Spanish, I mean, when I was learning Japanese on my own after college, uh, just because I had um, a family friend who went out there to teach and, and do everything, mm -hmm. he ended up being fluent. And I was like, oh shit, that's dope. I was like, let me teach myself and prepare. And like, I just found myself like not being able to really speak at all. At the time, I didn't even know this tutoring thing existed. But I kind of gave up on it, forgot everything. Similar situation with Korean, even though I, I did have a tutor for that. But for Spanish, um, since I already have a history of learning a lot of it. Yeah, that base is somewhere in your brain. So I, yeah. I, I, I get it. It's like riding a bike, bro. At some point, right. this shit just comes back to you. Then you'll start building on top of that. Yeah. And it's so much more similar to English. Like, I don't have to, like, sit there and fucking, you know, recreate the sentence structure for it to make sense and stuff yeah, dude, so, so that's what fucks me up though because i'm bilingual in both english and spanish so like when i do i've actively tried to learn italian for you know on and off for a year and a half now especially during covid and bro mm -hmm. it's so hard for me like because again i also try to like study french when i was like in middle school high school and like bro yeah. like because i know spanish it i think it's easier if you know spanish but don't know english right because then you're just uh -huh. trying to like you're just yeah, learning yeah, a new yeah. latin language but right. like when you know English and Spanish, do me trying to learn French and Italian, like I'm translating back to English and then also thinking, how would I say this in Spanish? And then how yeah. would I, say, like, it's like, bro, like just so much is going on in my brain. So mm -hmm. I think the, let me definitely, let me know how that one-on-one -on -one session works because I feel like for Italian, that's like going to be the only way I can learn, like with a teacher as yeah. opposed to, um, as opposed to someone, my bad about that. As opposed to okay. someone like me just doing Duolingo, bro. Duolingo is like the easiest shit in the fucking world. But I went to Italy, right. I had no confidence, bro. Like <laughs> right. Especially because like people were speaking faster and shit. And I don't know. I was just like, I I refuse to learn a language if I don't have a native pers person to speak to me on a consistent basis. So we'll see how it goes. But you're right. The Europeans, all those motherfuckers are like trilingual because... Like, I guess the romance languages are also similar and stuff. Yeah, so they all but I think French when you're going Italian. from romance to romance, then English mm -hmm. sounds so fucking easy, right? Because they're yeah, not even yeah. trying. They're not, again, to your point, like, they're not worried about adjectives and conjunctions and all this bullshit. They didn't want to yeah. know how to talk to fucking tourists and, like, go about their life, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, dude, like, dude, we had a fire uh, captain for our boat when we went to uh, one of the cities in, in, in Italy. 
Bro, he said he legit learned English just watching Friends on Netflix. Wow. Like, just watching That's it, bro. That's impressive. Yeah, dude. And, dude, I'm talking about my man is fluent as fuck. And he's like, yeah, I just watched Friends with subtitles, and I got the gist of it, and I just started practicing with people who came on the boat. I was like, whoa. Wow. Like, there's no way I'm watching Italian show with subtitles and, oh, like, yeah, learning yeah. anything. That's the thing, too, is, like, I, online, I, when I was, like, doing Japanese and Korean and shit, it was like, I recommend you watch all these animes or like these novellas and these Korean dramas. I'm like, this shit feels like homework. Like, I don't like this shit in general. So I'm, right. I can't force myself to do it. I mean, animes maybe, but I only really like one or two. And like, they're talking about superpowers and shit the whole show. So like, it's not going to be relevant in real life. Right. So I, I was just like, fuck it. I'm in California. A lot of my friends speak Spanish, including you. So I'm like, at least I'll have that and this tutor and it'll also be simple enough to where I won't necessarily completely forget everything like Japanese, for instance, where you got to memorize all the symbols and shit is just so, so much more difficult. Yeah. Would you think, um, would you want to get to a level that even help you with like your ad stuff? And as far as like, start focusing like on different markets or um, is it really just not- more so for going about like, you're like, Hey, I'm going to Spain this summer, that'd be really dope to just talk to people. Yeah, yeah, just to have a conversation. I don't even want to be necessarily like business level proficient. Okay. I mean, that would be dope, but I I feel like for me at least, I think it would be unnecessary unless I'm planning a career where it involves. Like you're gonna go work at Spain. whatever yeah. Spain's yeah. equivalent. Yeah. Of like move to. I'm sure if I moved to Florida, and I was like at a certain level, like it'd be way easier to get certain jobs. Oh yeah, like if, especially Miami, right? Because I mean, because mm-hmm. really it's. Miami and then out of Florida is English. Like no one speaks Spanish outside of Florida. So I'd be outside right. of Miami. So like you wouldn't even need it like in Orlando or stuff. But yeah, that's good. But yeah, I'm excited for you as far as the, uh, yeah, let me know how that works out because I definitely would be interested in doing it, giving like Italian like one more shot because bro, I'm telling you, like that Duolingo shit's like, it's the easiest <laughs> shit in the world, bro. Like, it's such a trap too because it makes it fun and easy. Yeah, it's like, bro, I just, just for five minutes, I could go talk to someone and you're like, oh, wow, this is not the same. <laughs> right. What do you mean I'm not saying where is the apple correctly, motherfucker? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, bro, I'm glad things are good over there. Keep us updated on jury duty as well. Let us know if we get a big case. You probably can't tell us until afterwards, but. What if they put uh, me on like the, the Young Thug Gunner case, fly me out to Atlanta or something? Oh, bro, then our boy's going to be free in no time. I'm just saying. Um, so I guess like the week, I feel like the biggest, I don't, I don't think it was like a much of news besides obviously Rolling Loud in New York, which we'll get to shortly. Uh, but I guess something that's a, an interesting debate and one that we don't talk about enough, I guess uh, old school versus new school as far as hip hop's concerned. So I think this all came about with, uh, you know, DJ Academics gets a little, you know, loose on his Twitch uh, streams and on Spotify. Uh, he's drinking and he was talking about you know, old rappers and rappers who were here from the beginning of the hip hop game, um, you know, really don't have the lifestyle that seems to justify all the respect that they're entitled to. So your thoughts on all of that, and then we can go into some of the responses by other rappers, you know, in the game. For sure. Um, I thought this was an interesting one because for the first time I saw like a lot of celebrities speak out. Usually like it'll be one person that says fuck academics but like a lot of notable people came out this yeah. time around um and I, I i've been fortunate enough to see like act grow from i first discovered him in like 2013 so i think i have a different opinion than a lot of people who may only see like his viral instagram posts and shit because he was just like you and i like 
just posting on the internet nonstop, um, just nonstop. Yeah, yeah, nonstop. Didn't even show his face, and then and then he got uh, everyday struggle. I think most people learn about him through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but That's in I any did. case, yeah, yeah, and in any case, he, I, I think I was kind of annoyed by uh, the clip itself and, and sided with LL Cool J, but I, after seeing the Breakfast Club interview. Um, I did understand that he it was kind of taken out of context because he has that like jokester kind of personality on Twitch. But it's like dry humor. Yeah, so dry I feel like humor. if you don't see someone else laugh, you just feel like oh, that's a wild right. fucking take. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh most people obviously took it that way as they do most things. They see a bite-sized clip for 10 seconds and then all of a sudden they want to cancel that person. Um but the reason why I still resonated with what LO Cool J said is because most people within hip hop, whether or not it's academics, do kind of have this attitude of if if you're not relevant today and sitting on millions and flaunting all this shit, yeah. you're trash. We don't want to see you anymore. Like you're done, blah, blah, blah. And they'll even do this to rappers that were hot like six months ago. Yo, facts. Yo, so, think about fucking, um, not six, it's not six months ago, but think about. Dude, five years ago when Chance the Rapper wins three Grammys and mm-hmm. then this year alone he's defending himself on the Breakfast Club saying, how the fuck am I washed? You know what I mean? Right. Like, And perspective is, bro, like, you don't have a hit single and we don't think you're that rich, so you suck. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, long story short, I don't necessarily have an issue with what academics said because I know um, it was mostly a joke. However, I think a lot of people actually do think that way within hip hop granted a lot of these quote unquote dusty old guys do tend to have like the wrong approach when it comes to educating the the new school guys like they'll just talk shit and and dip or they'll be like you guys do drugs we sold drugs as if that's like an honorable fucking thing to <laughs> even add to the conversation so I get like how Ak is kind of poking fun at those kinds of guys and he didn't specify anyone specifically so then the LL Cool J's and, and whoever else are coming to the defense of the old school in general but in any case I, I think this all just showcased uh, some of the more toxic elements of the culture and like how people perceive uh, everyone within it yeah no for sure and I think it's um so we can just talk about the comments that LL came like did in response you know what I mean so like one thing that resonated with me, dude, is like another thing that only hip hop fans do, right? Or p- even people, artists, and men, or whoever in, in a hip hop. It's really like perception is everything and the only thing, right? Because mm-hmm. like when he was talking about like no one's talking about you know Coltrane and Elvis Presley and like uh, Michael Jack, like no one's talking about what their bank account says right now. Mm-hmm. They're just talking about, dude, that was a tremendous artist that had a moment in time that dominated music and paved the way for other artists to try new things, right? Because I would say this, I don't think these artists get in, like the LL Cool the Rock Kims, get enough credit for what they paved the way to be, right? It's almost like um, in the NBA, right? Like, dude, I think certain like Hall of Famers, their biggest contracts were what the fifth guy on the bench in the NBA makes now and doesn't play at all. You know what I mean? But those guys pave the way for you to be eating the way you want to be eating and getting obscene amount of money. So 
I feel like with from that aspect, I'm like, bro, yeah, like I really, again, I agree. I think Ak was a little bit tongue in cheek with this shit, but it was hard to tell because he's by himself on that stream. But mm-hmm. I feel like I, it's hard to disagree with anything LL Cool J said and just take an extra level. Like it kind of sucks that that's what hip hop is. It's just like, well, you're not relevant now, bro. So get the fuck out the way. Like it really is like, unless you're Jay-Z Nas and maybe two other people, like, dude, get, I don't want to hear about you. I don't want to hear about what you did back in your day. Like, it was, I don't care, bro. Like, I'm here to make money, hopefully not get killed, and just fucking dip as well. Like, and that's just, like, sad, because I don't think in, like, pop, in other major pop cultures, dude, anything, John, any genre in that, in that frame, like, that, that doesn't happen again. And it's just, like, another thing that's unique to hip-hop, but in the, to your point, in a very toxic way. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like part of the reason is because hip-hop is, is basically pop now. It's so mainstream so oversaturated literally like a new hot rapper every other two weeks and i I think it doesn't allow enough time for people to actually become core fans and you know support the artists uh in their you know most heated moments where they're you know quote unquote falling off or not able to produce as many hits like for instance the baby i think more recently his whatever project he put out uh, it's projected to sell like 13k or something oh that is insane and he was everywhere what like two years ago bro a year and a half like, yo yeah a year ago bro like it it removed that rolling loud i think it was rolling loud right whatever award show it was yeah, that yeah. he went off uh a concert or whatever and he made those wild comments bro right. this dude had the number one song in the world with Lipa. like mm-hmm. and now he's dropping projects that are like dude getting no advertisements on any of these streaming platforms and no one's even checking for it, bro. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yep. And the worst part about it is like when an artist, like let's say him or or artists similar to him, you know, don't have as many hits or money. uh, It makes it difficult for you to like buy into the image. If that's kind of what they're building their, uh, their fan base also off of and i think that's why a lot of artists like won't give up their chain when someone's threatening to kill them and shit because you're rapping about how tough you are and how much jewelry you got on and how people nobody's gonna touch you and this and that like they're almost forced to live a certain dude, that's way a great point dude. yeah yeah like you're almost forced like bro like worst case scenario that i can say that i put up a fight and that's gonna keep me relevant for a while right and it's sad and part of the reason why like i've always been hesitant to like even be a part of hip-hop in the sense of being my own artist just because of the whole image aspect and i know i can like create my own image obviously i'm not trying to do you know something like the baby or whoever else but it's just unfortunate that in this genre uh a lot of times the the music doesn't can't speak for itself it's like all the extra shit outside mm-hmm. of it like all right i like that song but what are you really living like and then yeah. when you find out the rapper might have a full-time or a side job to like you know keep afloat or whatever then oh he's this nigga's broke like we don't want to listen to that anymore and it's it's just yeah, kind of corny sad ass how, motherfucker like yeah, yeah, yeah right you try to take care of his family what a bitch right <laughs> <laughs> i think roscoe dash was like caught doing lift or something and people are clowning him i'm like so you'll clown him for this but if if he went out and sold drugs and shit like Glorified. all of a sudden that might be cool 
until yeah. he gets caught. Then he's stupid again. And it's like, what the fuck do you want? Damn. Roscoe Dash is in the Uber, though? This was like, I think three years ago, someone claimed he was. And I think he even admitted it. Uh, if I'm again, there's, yeah, I'm not trying to shame him in any yeah, way, yeah. but that's that's wild though, because yeah, you wouldn't think, uh, because what he had those like he had a good run, like right when we were like graduating undergrad, yeah, yeah like 2010 or something, yeah, 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 he had yeah. a good because he was that song, no with hands, Kanye, no hands, uh, oh, yeah. Marvin Gaye, Marvin Gaye and Chardonnay, yep, bro, you would have think that he was gonna, you know, have a good, yeah, it's again, it's again, but then they like we, the, the, the comment we made about, um, you know, Future selling his catalog for 76 million or whatever it is. Like, dude, he made so Roscoe Dash made some songs. I'm sure he put some money aside. And yeah, maybe he just needs to get like a job to like hold him over in between. There's no shame in that shit, bro. So like, yeah, yeah it just sucks that um, these rappers feel the, like the rap community feels the need to clown anyone who get it just it just doesn't look like they're fucking flossing anymore. And the idea that you're just going to keep making millions and millions off music. I think we've been fooled by Jay-Z, Nas, and Drake to think that's the norm. The norm is a 50 cent career. Not maybe not even 50 cent. I'll take that back because that's not normal. 50 cent's not normal. But I don't know, bro, like a Meek Mill. You know what I mean? Like you around, like if you're a really good rapper, you're going to like, you're, you're going to have hits to show that. But then over time, yeah, you're not going to be able to stay relevant and you're going to go hopefully to do on other things that don't relate to music. So, right. yeah, it's, it's, it, it, but again, it's, a, dude, it's, a, we love this shit so much, but dude, this shit's toxic, bro. Like, yeah. And it's like almost like, you know, like when, um, I mean, so today, like, you know, parents don't want to have their kids playing football because it's just dangerous. Bro, mm -hmm. like if we, if we were parents, like there's no way we're letting our kids be hip hop artists. You know what I mean? Or at least yeah. like not like the typical, part of it right like right. it's like you hope that we have enough bands that we can just say bro if you want to be i'll make you a studio we'll have everything in the house you want to put out music but you're not going to be doing the normal shit that comes with this right and i think another aspect to it is the the fan base is so young and immature at least based on what i see on instagram and the comments and everything like a lot it's a huge popularity contest it's literally like high school like one dude's popular this year and then a, another jock comes in and takes over then he's the hottest shit out and then before you know it um they just can't sustain it unless they're super rare like kendrick or whatever but even then people are calling kendrick mid and old and shit which is insane so like you really can't win with these guys you got to just make your money and just and pay attention to the core fan base at this point Right, which is why artists like Russ are so good to have that example for like artists like you. For like, it's just like, yo, like, I'm gonna find a few thousand fans that just fuck with me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or a few hundred fans, right? And then like, you hope that they tell their friends because they love the music that much that right. you know it grows to be a few thousand. And then you know, a few thousand, you're you're selling your songs, like you're gonna become a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. amazing because. Yeah, to try to keep up with the gimmicks of uh, what it seems like the industry and the people involved with it try to do, you get, you're going to get yourself either killed or you're going to lose your mind trying to stay relevant. Right. Yeah, I mean, I know Academics is planning to sit down with, I think, LO and TI. I'm sure it'll be a productive conversation. Probably won't lead to anything changing, but I, I think it'll kind of hopefully open up people's eyes to 
how toxic that kind of mentality is of if this rapper is not currently charting or flaunting a hundred thousand dollar chain they're not really it because any anytime they fucking die or lose a chain or whatever then all of a sudden the blame's on them but when they're not rocking it oh they're right. broke they don't have enough money or they're they're lame or whatever the case is so a question though because you have <coughs> followed um act for more than the average listener or viewer of this so what has been the evolution of it right because if only if i only saw what i've seen recently over the past like you know five years i would say he's to blame for a lot for a lot of the toxic toxicity in hip-hop because he perpetuates that a lot too though you know what i mean like i like remember him on a certain episodes like just talking about like bro you're broke i got more money than you it's like mm-hmm. Bro, like, this is what we're talking about. Like, who cares, bro? Like, yeah, yeah, like, you're good at this and good for you for making money, but why are you shitting on this rapper who's very good at his craft as well, but maybe you happen to have to make more money off? Like, I, like so, yeah. like, what has been the evolution and why should we not blame academics for making this somewhat worse? Right. I mean, I definitely do think academics should be held accountable in, in other ways. Since I followed him, I would say he's always been a jokester but it wasn't until he got this notoriety that he's been more i guess bold and Yo, super bold bro because i remember yeah, like was bold. it we're back with uh freddie gibbs he's like bro i got more money than you my, my mother's house is worth more than your house and i'm like bro like yeah. what are we talking about right now bro? yeah i think i would say his his attitude towards calling people broke is relative in a way for instance i think he made fun of rory for allegedly having like a kiosk pulling up to rory, his house and is rory the white one or the black guy yeah yeah the white one okay so allegedly he pulled up on act to act in, in, in a and kia he emphasizes in a yeah. fucking kia bro this yeah. broke ass in a kia at my right. house you're like bro yeah. okay bro <laughs> but then again his mom might drive a fucking kia so i don't know if he's necessarily clowning like the nine to five regular people who have it. I think it's more so like you, you have the, the notoriety in a, in a way that I have, but you're not getting paid as much as me for it kind of thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? So he's like sunning the people that are trying to sun him and, and taking it, I guess, too far. I mean, it is pretty funny. So it, it's, it's almost like a comedian clowning someone in a way, even though he, he, I don't think he refers to himself as a comedian. I, I do think though, Ak sometimes uh, has a chip on his shoulder because a lot of these people come after him, kind of like Six Nine. Like, even though Six Nine is very much responsible yeah, for yeah, some yeah. of the shit he says, a lot of people who like aren't even involved will like fucking poke him, and then Six Nine will take it from the poke is level five. Six Nine will take it to ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that's kind of like what Ak will do, like. Uh, a media personality will be like, "Oh, acts toxic for the culture," and then acts like, "I'm not. I haven't even been talking about you." He'll dig up like some divorce that happened five years ago, and then bring that up. And I, I don't agree with that approach. Um, and I don't even necessarily. Well, like he only really like, antagonizes if you come at him, kind of a thing. Yeah, pretty much. And he'll just go so far to the point like you don't even want to continue arguing with him. Um, but yeah, he does talk about like money a lot to kind of justify him being the 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 top 
you know, media mogul or whatever in hip hop currently or the longest yeah. time. And it's been like, and it feels like it's been like he's been the top guy for like three or four years now. Yeah. So uh, I think it's just because a lot of people tend to to talk shit and maybe he he hears a bunch of stuff that we're not even familiar with behind the scenes. Oh, way more. Dude, yeah, dude, yeah. He has he's super connected. because uh, everything I mean, everything that I've seen on his Spotify thing, I mean, dude, he has great guests. You know what I mean? So like those dudes aren't just pulling up on anyone's show. So right. clearly, dude, he's super successful, bro. Yeah. So like I I, I have nothing bad to say about him besides that it does feel like all the things we hate about hip hop at times, he it feels at least somewhat a part of it. Like he's not helping stop it. It's at least what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. And and sometimes he will like get serious and talk about the hypocrisy as far as you know like rappers are coons and like you know behaving this ghetto way and if it was me i would snitch and like you know these rappers you know have it backwards blah blah, blah. but then other times he'll be like we don't want you to you know rap about this we want that murder shit and like blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, and clearly yeah, yeah. he's joking but it's like when your voice is at that powerful at a certain level yeah. like even the jokes can have this effect and, and he's clearly dealing with that currently um so something that's not on the rundown but i wanted to bring up only because it, it, it involves academics too so joe budden and getting some pushback because he doesn't appreciate the way that some major hip-hop blogs um discuss artists after they pass right so like i guess like he he dude he fucking ambushed which i thought was pussy bro but he ambushed adam yeah. 22 from no jumper when he was on his show about like uh you know, how dare you post those kevin samuels um episodes the moment after he dies blah 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 and then apparently he got on academics who he's cool with but he yeah. he had the same energy so good for him being consistent yeah. but he had the same energy about academics when it came to pnb rock um that interview that he obviously unfortunately passed away like a week later so like your thoughts on one like Joe Budden making those comments about those guys. And then do you agree with any of those comments? Yeah. Um, I do. I admit that it is kind of weird if it's not like really relevant to the passing. Like for instance, Vlad, every time someone passes, he'll post like flashback videos of old interviews to like resurface and get clicks and stuff. And I don't know, in, in those instances, unless it's like, relevant in some way or like really sh sheds a positive light on them it kind of just feels like uh a random money grab right because uh, they're monetizing off the off right. the, the page yeah and i i just don't like see the connection other than this person died like for literally anytime a flashback is posted on vlad's page the comments will say what happened to x like there, something in the news cycle is going on for him to be posting this flashback so if yeah, it's yeah, relevant yeah. I'm, I'm cool with it but if it's just like blindly like all right this person died let's like post any fucking possible thing that's linked to this person for views then i think that's uh in poor taste but with ack similar thing i, I felt kind of weird about it but at the same time i think it was like relevant to the conversation it just so happened the interview was like very recent as well and i think people did want to see i think it's more so how like the outlets package it if they if they're trying to like hurt the reputation of the person or you know just doing something in super poor taste 
that's one thing but if it if a person dies and like their journalist essentially reporting on something, I don't see how that's like a negative thing. It's not like journalists get paid to do what they do still, regardless of whether it's a bad or good event. Yeah. 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 I agree with that, dude. I feel like in Joe Budden's situation, like, like him being like the hip hop police in the situation, like my thing is like, I think like you can't tell someone how to run their business kind of a way. That's like, that's my beef with it. It's just like, bro, like if, if they have to your point, like, yo, everything that I saw in that PNB Rock interview with academics was super relevant to the way he passed away. Right. Like, super relevant. Like, right. it just gave you an insight, like, yo, how this guy was thinking, how he should have been moving, things that he said. So is it sad and tragic? For sure. Bro, but I do, I think back to myself and like, Young Dolph passed away, Mac Miller, Nipsey, um, the list goes on, unfortunately, like a lot. Like you start looking for content because you're like, right. bro, I want to get an insight on who these people were. How are they moving? So right. like, I can't blame Adam 22 or Ack or whoever, if they have content about these people who clearly people want more information about, because now there's not going to be more interviews. You know what I mean? Like, right. so why wouldn't I want to take a deep dive into these people's life? Right. That's the reason where, like uh so like should apple or spotify remove all their music the moment they die no because people want to listen to this shit like yo like who was this person let me like everyone who passes away their music goes through the roof why because people are intrigued so why would i remove or not give people exactly what they're looking for and that's like you know like i don't i don't get how you're mad at that bro like if you don't want to do that that's fine but bro, clearly people, a consumer wants that information, right? Because otherwise they wouldn't fucking view it. Like it would have 10 views and it's like, that's not right. the case. Yeah. And that's half the time why these these media outlets like rush to be the, the first to let the news out. Like everything has is somewhat selfish in nature. Like when it comes to business, especially like as long as, again, if, if it's not in poor taste, then cool. Like it's not like academics had some crazy misleading title like oh this is the real reason pmb rock died or some crazy shit like that it was just right. like pmb rock speaks on previous situations in la or something and he's just giving us content we want to see i wanted to see it but obviously people are gonna some people are gonna want to cope and and not have to face the reality of it but the the journalists do the hard part they have to speak on this stuff and I, I think a lot of these guys like Adam 22 and Vlad and academics, even though it feels kind of weird to see them, you know, post new or old content of these people and monetize it at the end of the day, I think for the most part, it's always uh, shed them in a positive light and just uh, left a, uh, a good legacy for them in terms of, you know, yeah, what they I, presented I mean to the public. Yeah, exactly. I would. It's. I feel like it never feels like it's in poor taste. Yeah. Which I think it's weird that Joe Budden like attacks them so aggressively for, bro. Because like, mm. also, bro. Like at the end of the day, like, you make it sound like and this. Not accusing, but Joe Budden's making it sound like when these artists or whoever media personalized pass away, that you're not talking about it. Like this, the moment. Moment PNB Rock passed away. The next episode, he was talking about PNB Rock passing away for like 30, 40 minutes. And you were monetizing off that, right? So just because you happen to not have an interview with him, like right. that doesn't change anything. So that's like, that's a weird, like, bro, like everyone's talking about this. 
So if I can talk about this and give context from a previous conversation I had with the same person in mind, like why wouldn't I share that with people who clearly are engaged in this, you know, looking right. for this? Yeah. And if anyone should be shamed, it, it should be the outlets or the people who are like, footage of him, you know, bleeding on the ground, check my story or right. go to this page and look at it. Those people... Yo, you know, they should burn in fucking hell, bro. Yeah. 100%. Those people it, are clearly evil and trying to profit off of just pure death. Yeah, but if this is like literal interviews, bro, like not even clips of other people. It's just like, bro, I was talking to him. He yeah. wanted to talk to us. And this is the conversation in case you missed it to give you better context of who he was as a person. Like, yeah, I don't know. They just, it just, that shit like rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, bro, like, what are you talking about? Like, obviously you're going to share that, bro. Like, right. God forbid, like we were happy to speak to artists at that level. Dude, I think we would agree like, yo, like let's give context, bro. Like rest in peace to whoever. Appreciate the time you stopped by the pod and showed love to us, right? Like that would, that would make sense, bro. Like, why wouldn't right. we like re-engage in that view? Yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah, again, it was a good conversation, and uh, yeah, if if Ak and uh, Ti and LL Cool J sit down for a conversation, I, I, I think that'd be good TV or good uh, good uh, good content for all of us. So um, yeah, um, Rolling Loud New York happened this past weekend. Um, I mean, I don't really care about Rolling Loud anymore, bro. I'm being prefer- perfectly honest with you. That's why, like, uh, when. Uh, well, we were talking about like they apparently all the New York drill rappers were banned. Were all of them or just like the majority of them? I think the majority. I mean, it was definitely like from what I understand, like three to five people, which I can't imagine there'd be more than that on the roster. I mean, I could be wrong, but definitely is, several. Is Lil TJ several. considered drill music or no? I would say no. Okay. I think he's more like a melodic, like crooner type, like a okay, boogie. okay, just like always around those guys, yeah. But, but I guess yeah. so. Like the big deal uh, controversy was, uh, yeah, no drill rappers allowed. Uh, ASAP Rocky's set being turned off, and then pictures of him going viral in the Moz pit. <laughs> he claimed that some woman was just like squeezing his nuts, and, and he was like, <laughs> in, "That's what he said, dude." Yeah, he was in just oh, so much shit. pain. Um, but dude, I do. I send you that picture immediately because I'm like, bro, that's karma, bro. Like, yeah, because dude, I vividly remember you and I like 10 feet away from the mosh pit in Rolling Loud, Miami, when he said, I'm not playing until you open up this fucking pit and lose your minds. And I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, who are <laughs> like, yo, fuck you, first of all, like, <laughs> like, it's not safe. So that was funny, but bro, like, yeah, like, I don't know, these shows are getting like. I'm not saying lame and lame, or maybe we're just getting older and we're just like not intrigued anymore. But bro, like, yeah, they keep like, I keep getting the emails about rolling out here, rolling out there, get get your tickets early. I'm like, bro, like, I don't know, man. Like it's just the idea of it just doesn't appeal to me. And again, I know they had some cool names at rolling out New York, but bro, I saw some influencers and people who I know who were at the shows, bro, that shit did not look busy. Like, as far as capacity wise, like comparing that to previous years, I think the the overall genre is just like, bro, we're this is just too much. We don't feel safe. Like we're good. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. I think for me, um, I mean, the hype of the event has definitely died down for me. I, I've gone like five times at this point. Um, it's not cheap, and the crowd is incredibly young and just too rowdy for my taste and then and then from what i've seen fairly recently like the performances were nothing to to run 
run home and gloat about. So I've, unless it's like super cheap and down the street, I'm probably not going to ever go again. And on top of that, I feel like music, none of the artists out musically have really inspired me to want to go out and, and see, you know, a couple songs here and there from like a ton of different artists. Like I, I'm much more in a mindset of seeing one artist perform, you know, nine, 10 songs, an artist that I actually care about strongly right, 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 right. rather than these little bite-sized snippets from like people who just so happen to be popular these past few years or whatever. That's a great point, dude. Yeah. Cause I feel like the, again, those guys who run that thing, Tarek is the, the yeah, main Tariq. guy. Yeah. And somebody else like those guys who run that are smart, bro, because it's like three or four people you actually want to see. And then like 29 people who may have one viral moment that like just take and I'm just like, bro, like I don't even know who you like what's happening, right? So yeah, that's why like I'm never even intrigued to like stream this shit at home. I'm like, bro, I give two fucks, bro. Like it's like it's seven hours of nobodies, and then the end each day has a fire closer. But it's like, bro, like that's why I think we enjoyed Coachella because like, bro, like I can see a fire set throughout the entire day. Like it's not just at 9:30 at night. Right, exactly. And I don't, yeah, just the aura is not really my scene anymore. Um, after Coachella and like a couple other festivals like that, I just kind of felt more at peace and felt more like I, I belonged in a way. But now it just seems like almost like a commercialized clout chaser festival or some shit. Like I can't describe it exactly, but yeah. it just doesn't appeal to me quite as much yeah. as it, I mean it's not, for me it sounds like work like yo yeah. I don't it, it feels like bro this is gonna take too much energy out of my life to even remotely enjoy this so right I'm good I'm good yeah because yep. like I'm telling you there was plenty of times in the last three years I took off to the one of Miami and I'm just like nah there's just there's <laughs> no fucking way there's yeah. no fucking way right. um but you do have something that is more your speed coming up Friday um so let the people know what we got going on yeah, so I'm going to see Lupe Fiasco live uh, for The Cool Tour. So he's performing his album, The Cool, which just so happens to be my favorite album of his and also the album that it didn't inspire me to start rapping necessarily, but I did like write. It was more so a poem um, at the time to one of his songs from that album or to one of nice. the instrumentals. And uh yeah, it just, it just made me realize how double of a lyricist he was. And I was like, I want to be like that. And oddly enough, like San Francisco is one of like four cities he's performing in uh, since September through, I think, the end of the month, um, which is kind of odd to me because I didn't think San Francisco was necessarily like that big of a stop. But is he uh, doing like in a, in a classic like uh, theater setup? Like what's where's the venue going to be look, look, look like? Yeah, it's like a classic theater setup. So we have like the front row seat of like a lower balcony. And then below us is the general admission. Oh, that's sick, uh, though, dude. If you have like the, yeah. the first couple rows, like that's, yeah, because yeah, you can sit like, dude, GA is dope, but like you also want to sit down and not have people like just right. on top of you, you know? And also, I wasn't trying to, I mean, if I was going to do GA, I was like, we need to be up front and I'm not trying to show up like five hours in advance and shit. So we'll be close enough. Um, that way we don't have to worry about rushing there or anything. He's doing the album from start to finish, which is dope. So I don't have to worry if he's going to do X, Y, Z song. Um, 
Yeah, super excited. I, I've seen him perform a few times in the past, but not to this extent. Um, and the venue's like a three minute walk from our apartment, which is even doper. So yeah, super excited. He's one of those artists that I think has aged really well. Probably too too complex for some people to casually listen to, but he's got hits. Um, and I'm sure he's definitely not one of the dusty people. No, 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 no. I think he's dusty right. by choice, to be perfectly honest. Uh, yeah. Is anyone opening up for him since it's just like a specific album he's doing or is it just like meant to be him? Yeah, one dude's performing. I forget his name, but I haven't even heard of him. But apparently okay. he's performing and I think his ne- his nephew apparently raps as well. And he's also opening and on tour with him. So I don't know like what time I'm necessarily going to show up. I'm not too keen on seeing them and sitting through a whole fucking album, but hopefully they don't. Obviously, don't give away the price point exactly, but was this ticket price like in range for like when you went to see like Don Tolliver and stuff like in that price range or is it's like relatively cheaper? For my seat, it was uh, in that range. Okay. Which is like G- expensive or like decent? Uh, I can give you the price point. I think it was, I want to say it was like 120 bucks or something. All right. I mean, that seems a lot, bro. Like a lot of GA's GA's like thirty-five. Okay, okay. Because you specifically wanted a setup that was very in, like comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So okay, yeah. Like, thirty-five for GA seems like very affordable. Like very, very affordable. Yeah. And like, the majority me, anything, of the venue is GA, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they have a lower balcony, upper balcony. I think they have like a nosebleed one behind that. So I'm as close as you can be if you want a seat. Okay, because I had a similar setup when I went to see Cuddy a few years ago, and that kind of seat was cost, I mean, it's still like four years ago, but that seat cost like 80 bucks. So again, inflation, I get it. And obviously San Francisco is probably more expensive just in general sleep. Yeah, yeah. Charge, so cool, man. I'm excited for the videos on that one. That'll definitely be a good show. Um, all right, bro, anything else you want to get to or you want to just jump into the heat of the week? Uh, nah, we could jump into the heat of the week. All right, Heat of the Week, episode, I think episode 120. So shout out to us for making it to 120 episodes. Uh, We're definitely going to have something special in store for 121. So definitely tune in next week. Uh, But for you, my guy, what is uh, one song or songs that stood out to you since since our last episode? Yeah, one song I've been bumping lately is by Jay Critch, who I, I think I mentioned to you. Jay Critch and Rich the Kid. It's called Lefty. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Rich the Kid. He, uh, Jay Critch is signed to Rich the Kid. Uh, he's from New York as well. Uh, and the song is just, it's a really dope track. The instrumental super fire and it bumps. Um, I think they did a, a great job with the hook and just overall melody. I think it's very easy to listen to and, and different from a lot of the stuff I've been hearing lately. So. I've been a fan of Jay Critch loosely over the past couple of years. I can't more so on. now. More so now. Um, I mean, there was like he's one of those artists where like I heard a couple songs here and there, like I, I just did recently, and I have it in my playlist. But I'm not necessarily like, oh, is he in town performing or anything like that. It's like I just look out for, like I follow him on Spotify basically and look out for what's coming. But I can't say I'm like a diehard fan or anything like that. Rich the Kid, though, like, I love Rich the Kid, like, 
I feel like he's super versatile. Like I've heard him on random like Asian rapper songs and shit. Oh, dude, I love her. Somehow Ever since w- when we came out to Plug Walk and we uh-huh. saw him in 2018, I think, dude, fire, bro. Like so, mm-hmm. that first album was everything to me. So yeah, yeah. shout out to him, bro. I'll, I'll def- yo send me that song so I can definitely um, add it to my own library, but also to the uh, Apple playlist. Uh, what's sure. the name of the song again? Lefty. Lefty. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to peeping that. Uh, for me, dude, uh, an album that just really made me miss New York and enjoy everything that is a part of like New York culture. So um, Cameron, legendary Cam- Harlem rapper, Dipset, and A-Track, great DJ, uh, Kanye's oh, wow. original DJ. Uh, they came out with a joint EP called You Wasn't There. Uh, apparently this has been in the works since 2015. Uh, one of my favorite songs on the project is called Think Boy, uh, featuring Think, Think, like Think We, like oh, Think, Think Boy, yeah, T H I N K, Think Boy. Uh, that's featuring Jim Jones and Styles P, bro. Like everything you love about New York, and also like on a fire, just fire production from A Track. So, um, but yeah, all nine songs are super enjoyable. Dame Dash on a couple of songs, just talking shit and making you feel broke as fuck. Uh, so yeah, Think Boy is a phenomenal one. And this song actually came out, I'll give you a bonus one. The other song that actually came out like five years ago, but they redid the production, uh, Dip Shits, uh, has oh, yeah, Lawson. Yeah. yeah, that one came out a while ago, but yeah, it's, so it's that vibe, but just for like nine songs. Nice. Yeah, I like that dipshit song. I'll have to check out this one too for sure. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's oh, really good, man. It's a, it's a it's a great album to work out to as well. Um, so yeah, dude. Really, really enjoyed that. And I'll add that to the playlist. Uh forgot a peep, but I, I would check out the overall uh, body of work. It's only nine songs, 27 minutes. Jesus Christ, these motherfuckers gonna murder with these fucking songs. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, imagine like back in the day if Jay-Z turned in a 26-minute album. Bro, they'd be like, boy, get your ass to work, bro. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yo, ain't no fucking way, bro. But it is what it is, bro. We have, I think it's just our ADHD right now that just like, we can't even process anything more than that. So, which yeah. is why people will say a Kendrick Lamar is mid and old and past his time. Right. God forbid he gives us an hour and a half worth of music. You know what I mean? Like, Right. I know. Now people just release a single like every week for the whole year. And you're like... Are you doing an album? Like, are you just going to release music? Forever? Yeah, but I think it goes back to like when we had Sounds Like West on the pod, like people just don't also just don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I think the, the yeah. numbers show that I can just put out a fire single every couple of weeks and you're going to stay engaged. So like why, mm-hmm. you know, well, it's probably the same reason why people made tracks shorter, right? I think they realized That's like, bro, like why? That shit. Yeah, like, dude, like, but I remember like, and it's wild because he's so, he was so young, right? Got, uh, God uh, bless the dead and excess Nacion. Like when his when I peeped him, and I'm like, bro, these songs are like a minute and 45 seconds. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, cause that's when like it really like 2015, 2016, 2017 is when it, that aggressive shift from like yeah. three verses and three hooks to what two one verse and two hooks, and that's yeah. the song. And you're like, bro, yeah. what? And <laughs> dude, that's just the norm now, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is nuts. I've definitely been trying to do that. Not like cut myself short or anything, but sometimes I found like, I'm like, do I really need a fucking hook for three or three times throughout the song yeah. and things like that? Or like the intro maybe is a nice instrumental that's like 30 seconds. So I don't want this shit to be extra long. So I get 
I kind of like the change, but sometimes I do wish songs were a little longer. A little longer, like maybe like two and a half verses. Cause like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I, I went through, um, I was in a real like New York Jay-Z mood like three weeks ago. So I went through the blueprint, like the first blueprint and like, bro, phenom- first of all, phenomenal body work, probably one of his best. Um, but even on some of his songs, I'm like, we probably need a third verse. You know what I mean? We were good with two. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's a throwaway verse, but it's like, right. you know, we're, it's already four minutes long, dude. We're, we we get it. Um, you like girls, 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 girls. I was like, bro, it's a long ass <laughs> fucking song. Like, wrap this up. Right. But like, you wouldn't even have that mindset if you were listening to this when the album came out, because that's just the norm. It's like, no, dude, you have to have three verses or else you're not a real MC. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, man, times have changed and uh, we're the old heads now, so it is what it is. But uh, yeah, man, send me that track. I'll add to the playlist. Uh, and make sure we, uh, yeah, I'm going to, for the, you, you guys listening who actually still peep the playlist, uh, I'm going to clean that up for the Apple side of it and make sure that Same, just, I, I need to clean mine up. Yeah, just more relevant to the things we've been talking about over the last like three or four months. So uh, we'll make a couple posts about that on TikTok as well. So um, I might let people know where they can find us. I'll get the fuck out of here. Is there peepers at audio-theory.com? We're on all streaming platforms. We got the Apple and Spotify music playlist up there as well, which will clean up for you guys. So that is up to date. Also, the merch, please be sure to peep that. Uh, it'll be getting cold very soon, depending on where you live at. It's already cold by you, bro. Fuck it. I keep tracking that. I'm like, sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't lie. Um, and yeah, as always, you know, please like, share, subscribe, donate, do whatever you can to help out. Did a, f- a couple of interviews these past couple of weeks, so we probably won't have anything over the next few weeks, but we'll definitely keep that momentum going and maybe do something cool or new or interesting before uh, in this the final quarter. Before For the year's sure. up. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, all right, my dude, stay safe. I'll keep you up there with everything uh, on my way if uh, the hurricane gets worse or hopefully just you know disappears by tonight. So um, love you, my guy, and uh, we'll talk offline. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.